0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Why Are You Laughing Podcast. Here we go. Monday. July 18th A little Metallica for you, But soon be The way the do What's up y'all what's up how you doing Welcome back to the podcast. Greetings you sailors. Uh before you even get the podcast going, um I'd like to send our <clears throat> our deepest sympathies to our friend and and podcast brother, Mr. Andrew Caster. Uh he lost his dad um, a little while ago. They found out Tuesday night. Um so we send our love And condolences to his family. Uh, I knew Andy really well. He was a nice guy. Really, really sweet. Very, very good man. I mean, he... He treated all of us kids like his kids. You know, he would take us everywhere. He would take us bowling, uh, go-karting, golfing. And he had so much fun uh, just being part of the gang. He was such a good... uh, Good friend and a good dad. <clears throat> um, for those of you who have experienced loss, and a lot of you have, it's rough when something like this happens. You know, it's rough when it's right in your backyard. It's really unfortunate. Um, you know, Andrew was a dear, dear friend of mine. I've known Andrew since he was 11 years old. <clears throat> you know, he... I think I met him through... Keegan Dunn, initially, because Keegan homeschooled and homeschooled with, uh, Andrew right around that time. I think Keegan was in probably in the seventh grade when he started homeschooling, so that's right around the time I met him, and right away, super sweet, like, the traits that you see in Andrew or here in Drew in the, uh, in the podcast, I've had Drew on this podcast a lot, and, uh... It's meant a lot to me, man, to have a friend like him and to know his family for many, many years. So, my heart goes out to him. My heart goes out to the entire Castor family. Uh, if you guys ever listen to this, I love y'all. <clears throat> um, which leads me to the topic at hand, which is family. You know, when I was a kid... I remember my mother took me everywhere. It didn't matter. You know, whatever was going on in my life, good or bad, we always were taking trips. We were always going to Vermont or Massachusetts or, you know, Connecticut. or Like, wherever it was, we were traveling because it was just her and I and we had... Our weekends were free. You know, when my mom... When my mom got fired from her job at Teresia Shoe because they were closing the business, Uh, you know, it was hard for her. She really loved that job. She loved that job because it could provide, the schedule was good, and she enjoyed the work. And it was rough on her. I mean, this is, we're talking 1999, guys, 99, 2000, you know, I was just a kid. And so, you know, she, you know, let me back that up. You know, she had, along with that job, she would do cleaning jobs because that's what she loved. She liked cleaning and the money was good. And, you know, whatever we needed to do to get the job done, we got by. So, you know, around that time, she started to get back into the uh, eyewear game, which is like, ophthalmology and uh... optometry and uh... she's been doing that for the last seventeen years now so you know whatever's going on in your life as far as that aspect goes never give up always hold out because something better is going to be around the corner no matter what even if it seems like it's bad So, anyway, she gets the uh, optician's job, and uh, it's great. Schedule's perfect. We end up traveling, because she gets the schedule that she wants, so we end up traveling all the time. We end up going to Vermont every other weekend, because Ross Clark is my best friend. And, uh, And that's it, man. That was the start of meeting the people who have been my friends for... The last twenty years, you know, I met Ross Clark, two thousand three, right around that time. I met his sister before because we would always go snowboarding with the same type of people that we knew, same group, and uh, it just never stopped, man. And so I want to tell you guys about my July Fourth weekend. That's why I haven't really been around too much. I've just I haven't had time to do a podcast, but. Um, and I'm sorry for that. I've just been so busy with life and things that are going on. But I'm going to come out with another podcast this week for you guys. And I'm also going to do uh, a video, a cooking video, hopefully. So we're going to try to get that done all this week. Um, so happy Monday. So anyway, it's Friday. Oh, Got to answer this phone call. Be right back. Anyway, so, it's Friday, I mean, it's, you know, I'm thinking about how I haven't seen my best friend in two and a half years, you know, two and a half years, so it's July 1st, I get out of DoorDash, I leave, and I'm on the road. And I'm on the road Probably You know I don't even know Maybe an hour in Or something like that Going up White River Junction Past there Cause where Ross lives Up north Near Barry Montpelier area So it's about a two and Like an hour and forty Two hour drive Right around there But I don't mind You know I'm driving It's a beautiful day I get to see everything I saw as a kid, man, just going up there, like, just seeing all these open fields, and I get to a point in the drive, and there's this huge hill that's like, the grass is so green, and there's just, there's a, a herd, I guess, I don't even know, there's probably four or five cows that are just laying in the field, chilling, and I'm like, man, I must be getting closer to Vermont, a lot of farm. <laughs> so anyway, uh I get there, I finally get to the end of the road and I get to Ross's place, and I'm so happy to see him. like he comes out of the house ecstatic, you know he g- gave me some really nice compliments uh, since the weight loss. and uh, I'm just thrilled. I'm elated. I was like, it's kinda hard to believe that I hadn't seen him in two and a half, three years just because of everything that's happened with COVID. I mean, we literally call each other probably every day. Just to shoot the breeze and chit chat about life and you know I <laughs> he bust my chops, I bust his. We fool around. It's like you know, we never even when he was living in Florida we always picked up where we left off. He used to say to me, I see you more than I see my friends. And I didn't even live in the state, you know? It was like, we were that close. We still are that close, guys. We're still the best of friends. I spoke to him today, and we're planning something uh, that I'll talk about at the end of the episode, hopefully. Um... So anyway, fast forward we go out to dinner Friday night, and uh it's like nothing ever had changed, man. you know it's great. His mother's visiting from Florida, his sister and her husband live uh right in right in the next town over, and it's like old home day, man we just there's so much that we talked about like I mean, and I remember getting to Courtney's apartment. And the first words out of her mouth. Like when me and Ross are about to go back to his place. He goes, how long do you think it's going to take before we get in a fight? <laughs> Which is a total... Like, you know, back in the day... It's like when you're best friends with somebody... Only best friends argue the way that people argue. Like me and James, for instance, we argue constantly. Not lately. Because he's moved away and, you know, I miss him a lot. But... That's just the ways, the breaks of the game, as my grandfather used to say. We You get in arguments with your friends. But anyway, it it was nothing like that this time. We had such a great time with each other and, you know, reminiscing about the old days and about, you know, what's going on now. And let me tell you something, that aspect of family... And those days that I had going to Plymouth, Vermont, and Rutland, and uh, um, Ludlow. You know, those days will never be matched again. Those are the days where I learned you don't need a huge family to have a story. You know, the family I got, I inherited because my mother... ...took me places. My mother took me places... ...so that I could get a sense of community... ...and a sense that... ...you know... ...the people that surround you... ...and that you surround yourself with... ...could be there for the rest of your life. So... ...until today... ...those guys are my family. And when we got back together... ...like it was a huge family reunion... And it was like nothing ever changed. And I love those guys to death. So anyway, Friday comes and we're all shooting the breeze. We go out to dinner. We walk. We, you know, see the sights of Barry. Which, you know, if, if you know anything about Barry, it shuts down right around 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. People are, it's past their bedtime. Uh, but anyway, so the next morning comes. But hey, let me backtrack. Let me just backtrack for a second. <laughs> So Ross is built on this beautiful addition to his uh his in laws house. You know, he's really made a life for himself. It's interesting to see, you know, from where we started to where it ended and uh or where it's where it is right now, I suppose I should say. So, you know, he's got this brand new addition, uh it's the coolest apartment. I mean, he set up his, he set up his office like it's mission control. You know, <laughs> there's so many gadgets and gizmos and sound equipment and you know instruments on the wall, and it's like a soundproof room. He just he put it to, uh, he really made it his own thing. You know, and he does his music and stuff. And I was so proud that he's still doing that. Anyway, so, the next morning, uh, his wife goes somewhere, and we decide, hey, let's let's make breakfast. So, our our mom's come over, mine and his, and we cooked for our mother's, and it was just the food, guys. was just endless. It was a salt fest. It's like, and I've been doing good. You know, I lost 60 pounds since last May, so it's a little tough for me to, like, to get back into the groove of, like... <laughs> Here we go. We're going to cook 18,000 pounds of food, which there was always that, you know, there was never an endless supply of food. Lisa Ross's mother cooked for us all the time, all the time. Like she, the host, the host, um, what's that word? The hospitality that was provided for everybody, you know, for the better part of 20 years is like we had to return the favor so me and Ross we cooked and Ross is a phenomenal cook I mean there was uh, pork butt and eggs and bacon and uh sausage gravy made from scratch and biscuits made from scratch I mean this fool did not mess around I was just there to help and you know I'm a good I'm a good cook when it comes to breakfast I'm a savage but when this guy cooks he blows me out of the water. He makes me look like a cream puff when it comes to this stuff. So anyway, it was great. We cooked and uh and made some food for our moms. <laughs> and our mothers, they take pictures, you know, they want to keep everything documented like we're about to go to the FBI and <laughs> give each other up. Uh and it was great. So we did that. Uh, and then, next thing you know, we we go to the beach, and there's this little beach, like, right maybe 20 minutes away, and nobody was there. Like, there was a few people there it threw in th- throughout the day that it was just awesome. It was the perfect weekend, you know? It was like... And then we ended up going to this Mexican restaurant in town which was god awful. But but that didn't matter. You know, we we always have fun hanging out with each other. It doesn't matter where we go or what we do, we always have a blast. And so anyway, we went back to Courtney's later, had a few cocktails, talked about the old days, had a few laughs. It was great, man. It was great. It's like nothing changed. Like nothing had ever gone away it's It's like Ross never moved to Florida. You know Courtney and Seth never moved to Taiwan. You know it's just like we were all together again, and no time had passed and If you can get that if you can get those types of people in your life, you've made it in my mind. I always say that like to be self satisfied with something. Is the best success you can have. And what I mean by that is like. You're not. Alone. You're not going through this life. With nothing. You're going through this life with the knowledge that. There are people that have been through the same things as you. And that care about you just as much. So keep moving with that. Keep running with that. Even if there's one person. It's like. I don't know if anybody ever remembers this. This is going back to the 90s. But there was a show on MTV called Daria. And I used to watch it when I was a kid. And, you know, they were the outcasts. It's like, if you were a punk, you know, this is like... This is going back to the late 90s, 2000s, to where it talked about what high school was like for teenagers back then. And who, like, the jocks and the goths and, the and uh, you know, the punks and the... out Like, everybody had their own little... I don't want to say clique, but they had their own little genre of who they were. And so, for me to find that one person who I connect with is just like Daria did with Jane. You know, those they were the two outcasts that were proud to be that way. They're proud to be who they were. And when I met Ross, I knew that that's who, you know, made me the person I wanted to be also. You know, and so I started surrounding myself with people like that. And, you know, going back to Andy, he did the same thing, man. He really took care of everybody he was quiet he was sensitive but his heart was open when he talked to you he really did love a lot of people I mean you could tell he was a nurse he really wanted to help people so it's like it's qualities like that that I look for in people and in friends Um, so anyway I I woke up Sunday morning uh I went to say goodbye to Ross and I went to say goodbye to his mother. And for a second I was like I'm going to see them next weekend. Like we're going to do it all over again, but it's not the case, you know. Lisa went back to Florida. Mom went back to Pennsylvania. And we all have to go back to our lives and be responsible. But for that split second of time in that weekend, I felt like a kid again. I felt like, you know, I didn't need to think about what was going on at home. I didn't need to think about what was going on at work. I didn't need to think about what was going on with life. You know, I just had those moments of, like, clarity. He's like, these are my people. These are the people that helped raise me in a way. You know, bring me up to the man that I became. And clearly it still matters because I'm still talking about it. So if you find those people in your life, cherish those guys. Trust me when I'm telling you. You may not notice it, but if there's any young person out there... That, you know, is wanting to be an adult it's not really as fun as it looks. In the blink of an eye, it will go by. It will. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it when you know Ross said he was moving to Florida and Vandy said he was moving to New Hampshire and like every part of that little Group of people, you know, they're still the same people, but that lifestyle just disappeared. You know, we're not going up there every weekend anymore, it's just not the same. And, uh, you know, I really have appreciated the time that I've had with those guys. It was like it was like a whirlwind, you know, it a never ending loop of fun. And uh I hope someday that it can be that way again. That house that we partied at for years and years is still there and it's still available to rent and stuff like that. And I would I think maybe in the next few years I'd like to plan something out to where we can all get there. Just all go back for a week and experience that lifestyle again tremendous really really fun we would take the kayaks out for hours you know kayak out to this rock that we'd all jump off of you know and uh, I remember when I graduated high school my reunion or my reunion <laughs> my graduation party second part of it was there like I immediately got done I graduated high school in two thousand. Fourteen I believe, as soon as I got done, graduated high school, we went to this little family reunion uh way up in New Hampshire, which I didn't want to go to, but my mother made me go <laughs> uh, and then the next thing you know the party began. my party was in June, I believe of two thousand fourteen, and then the next couple of days we ended up leaving for Vermont for part two. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody came back for uh for the party. It was fantastic. We went out, we kayaked, we jumped off the rock, we stayed up late and shot the breeze. I Ra, this is just his story. I fell asleep a little early one night. And Ross ended up coming into the room like we always slept on the porch. The porch opened up to like you could open up this one door to the screen window and you could look out on the lake and we always slept on the porch. That was me and Ross's place. There was two beds, whatever, and we didn't mind sleeping in the cold. Who cares? So anyway, I'm in there one night, and I fall asleep early, and apparently I was talking in my sleep when Ross came into the room, but I heard Ross come in, and I was talking to him, But apparently I was like, Ross, Ross, we can't be doing this. And he looked at me and he goes, Shut up, Sam. <laughs> so... It's like those little stories, I have thousands of those. Thousands. So you know I just really appreciate having that sensibility of those guys are gonna be my family no matter what. No matter what. Anyway. So in other news, uh I got hacked. I had like over 500 something dollars stolen from my DoorDash account which was awesome. I loved it. It was fantastic. Screw those people who hacked me and can't get a job for some stupid reason. They're smart enough to work a computer but they're not smart enough to get off their onions and go get a job. Anyway, I don't want to get aggravated. But I'm not I'm not upset, guys. I could be, I mean, I shouldn't say I'm not upset. I'm aggravated, it's annoying. But at the end of the day, you've got to remember something. If you continue to torture yourself over bad things that happen and over what stupid things people may say to you or how they act, you're going to fail. And you're going to fail because that positivity is needed in your life to keep going. You know, I say that with the knowledge that I got to really tip my hat to my boy, Andrew. He is... Him and Ross are like that. They have... They deal... They deal the best with what they got. They're not complaining to other people how stupid it is or, you know, how much they don't have. They're just moving forward. And I need to work on that myself You know, because I get into dark places sometimes, too, where it's like, what am I doing? You know, why am I here in New Hampshire? Why am I here, you know, pushing myself to the limits? Why am I getting aggravated when I could change things? And it's not even about changing things materialistically. It's about changing things mentally with your emotions. It's like if you let the negativity take over, you're bound to never progress, you're bound to get stuck in that same spot. Let's lay our cards out on the table. You know, what would you rather do? Would you rather sit there and just sulk in, you know, depressing stages of life, or would you rather pick yourself up and try to figure out a way to move forward? You know, there's lots of reasons to to give up, but pick the reasons to not. You know, like, Ray Charles has a saying, or had a saying, he passed in like 2004, I think, or something like that. But it, one of his sayings was, it's like, take the time in life to hit the right notes. Just take the time. Don't be worried about what you're not doing. You know, It's just like those people that hacked me. They have nothing going on in their life but to ruin other people's and make them feel miserable. We don't have to be like that. We don't have to be like that. We can use our energy for something good. You know, I am super excited. It's taking a while because of life and because of, you know, things that go on. But when this new record comes out that I have, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic and thrilled and elated to have this music get recorded and, you know, to really send out a good product. I'm hoping that it's good. You know, I'm not I'm not worried at all, guys. I'm really thrilled to try out something new. I am. It's going to be great. Uh... You know, it's been a long time since I've gotten behind the mic and recorded some music. Like, to the extent that I I want to. I can get behind this mic and talk trash for hours. But to get behind a mic and to really say something, and to say it with um, positivity, and to say it with meaning... And to have a story behind it. I get really, really uh, pleased and and happy when that kind of stuff happens. Because it's like, when I was a kid, that was my only escape. There was no podcasting. There was no, you know, uh, uh, really, the internet was not as big as it is now. Like, social media was not what it is. When I was young. There really was no social media. You had MySpace. Uh, You had Skype. Skype was pretty big back then. Um, And it was a lot cooler to talk to your friends. You know, there's no Discord back then. I don't even remember when it came out, to be honest. But it was cool. It was cool when that stuff came along. But, uh, you know... To really get behind a microphone and just go raw when it comes to like your emotions, uh, when it comes to your talent. It's a special thing, especially when you came from really nothing. you know i I know that my grandparents had musical backgrounds like I know that my father's mother played the bass fiddle, she was in a band. I didn't know that until later in life. But my Nana, my mother's grandmother, also played the piano. My mother and father had basically no musical talent. So, uh, it's interesting to see that that's my passion. You know? But I will say that I think creativity can come in very very different forms you know my mother's creative when it comes to how to fix things my dad is also creative in that way but he also is creative in the sense that he'll have an idea and run with it and he'll run with it until it's successful and clearly that's been great for him he's had his own business for the last I don't even know how many years now making bars that look like custom mahogany boats from like the 50s and 60s and I hope to get him on the podcast at some point to chit chat with him about that and uh, I'm looking forward to it so you know what is this everyone's thinking what is he talking about where is he going with this you want to know where I'm going with it life's too short in this system right now life is too short so so For me, I've appreciated the people around me. I've appreciated the talent that I have. You know, I'm not saying that I'm more talented than anybody else, but what I can do with my music, that's the only thing for sure, like one of the biggest things that I've only been sure about in my life that I know how to do. And it's helped me focus. It's helped me to maintain, to not go crazy. It's helped me to um to slow down, to take time in writing lyrics and writing songs and stuff like that. I wrote an article once when we were in when I was in high school, probably about sophomore year, I think, I was in an English class and one of our jobs was to our jobs, one of our like assignments was to write an article and put it in the uh the readers section. I think it's like opinion readers opinions or something like that. Um and it was crazy. Like I everyone had their assignments and I remember one of my buddies was like t- <laughs> he talked about fines that he had to pay off. And, <laughs> and it was crazy, man, but the one thing that I talked about was when we were kids, they took away like your headphones and stuff like that, or they would, you know, they had the power to do that. But I was like, how is that helpful in any way? Cause I'm going to tell you something, when I put those headphones in and I put, you know, I turned some music on, that was one of the only things that ever helped me focus on doing like homework or, you know, trying to get a, through a project Anything I would do, really, I would always have headphones in and always be listening to something. So, you know, it made me happy that I had such a connection with it that I was able, was given a platform at that time to talk about it. And uh, even to this day, I look back at it. I still have... I still have the piece of paper, or I still have the article in my phone somewhere, and uh, I'm going to read it right now. Here it is. Music helps me focus. I think the teachers in school should allow more music to be listened to in class, despite what the teachers think about Kids not knowing anything about focus, the music is what helps us focus in our own work. Or in our work, excuse me. As I type this letter now, I'm listening to music. It's important to have a good environment in school. I believe that music provides that environment. Pretty much no adult in Keene High School thinks that this statement is true. But it absolutely is if you're a music enthusiast. I think... The rules should be changed. It makes sense to do that because kids aren't as interested in school as they used to be. Music helps them focus, so do the right thing, teachers. <laughs> it's amazing that even after all those years, I still believe that. You know, I believe that there's a reason we listen to podcasts there's a reason that we listen to music there's a reason that we listen to audio books on tape there's a reason that we listen to poetry it's because it takes us away to a higher level of thinking like it enhances our consciousness we really think about things when it uh... when we have those types of outlets around us it helps me for sure I go back and I listen to these podcasts to try to, you know, see how I can improve. And it also annoys the heck out of me because I hate my own voice. You know, and unless it comes to singing. But, you know, I don't... I'm not worried about communicating that because... I can tell you now as a man that after 16 years of going up on stage, I'm not shy anymore, and I'm ready to take those types of tasks on. Also, alright, let's talk about Kenobi. Kenobi is wrapped. Uh, it's all on Disney+. Plus. I gotta say, let's get this out of the way, I enjoyed the series, it was phenomenal, it was phenomenal, I mean, the way the guys did it, like, I mean, the way that they ended the series, I mean, I I hope, I usually don't say things like this, but I hope that they do a season two, I really do, I hope that they go back and, and check out you know, what other avenues they can do, especially with, like, Liam Neeson coming back as qui gun Jin in the last episode, and, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't seen the series, people get mad at me. But, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very interesting to see what they did, you know, I was just watching the Darth Maul, uh, is it Anthology? I don't know. But anyway, there's a couple of YouTube videos from beginning to end about Darth Maul and like his beginning to end. And uh it's very interesting. And I hope that they kind of incorporate Crimson Dawn into maybe season 2 if they do if they choose to go that route, but um other than that, it was it was great, man. Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen back again as Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader—they did great. It was like nothing to change. Again, there's that chemistry of two people who really enjoy their craft. They enjoy acting and they enjoy Star Wars, and uh, they really have brought this series alive. Like, I mean, thanks to Dave Filoni and John Favreau. You know, those guys really are to be commended for bringing the Star Wars universe back to the original story. And I hope that they continue to do that. You know, we they got Mandalorian Season 3 coming out. I think they just dropped the trailer for that. Uh, I don't know where. I think they're only dropping it in theaters. But, uh, yeah, so... You know, with Kenobi, I think that it's... It was the perfect time to sort of do the series. They had... The storyline was perfect. Absolutely perfect. And I mean... I don't think Hayden Christensen has missed a step. Honestly. I mean, I think he's really channeled himself into Darth Vader. and People are so... Especially with that last episode, you know, where you can see his face and his voice goes in and out like, it goes in and out from James Earl Jones to Hayden's voice, I mean, it's insane, it's so cool to see, you know, these guys back on screen together, and in their characters now, and, and, you know, I'm not really an animated series type of person, but the fact that they're introducing characters like Ahsoka into the series is, like, is so epic for me, you know, I like, I like those storylines, and I'm hoping that you know, they get Maul back in there to uh, maybe have Ray Park do a cameo or something like that. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. But I am rooting for these. You know, I'm not... When it comes to things on Disney+, Plus, I don't throw all my chips on that, on one number. You know, it's like you got... I didn't care for the Loki series. I didn't care for the Hawkeye series. I mean, it's like... Yeah, it's filling in blanks and stuff like that, which is cool, but at the same time it doesn't have it doesn't have the love that I think Kenobi has because people adore you and McGregor as Obi Wan. You know, and now you can't trash the prequels anymore. We've been over this a thousand times on this podcast. You cannot trash the prequels anymore because of you know Episodes seven, eight, and nine. So you know, I am thrilled with the outcome. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. And uh Yeah, man. That's basically that's basically it. I think I think the Inquisitors were great. Uh I think Vader was so powerful. I mean just the way that he was just, it's just pure rage, you know, at that point because it's only ten years after Revenge of the Sith, so they're like really, really emphasizing the hatred that he has for Kenobi and just what's basically been done to him. But his mind is also mush when it comes to, you know having any sort of sympathy for anybody. So, I think that where they left off was good. I think it led in perfectly to episode 4 if that's really where they're going to leave it. But again, you still have all that uh that opportunity for season 2 for his training like into the force and uh you know, Especially, especially with Rebels, you know, Rebels being such a cool series when it comes to, like, the opportunities there left where they could, I mean, I wish that they would reimagine that fight between Maul and Kenobi because it was so short-lived. I got it, but at the same time, I think it could be revisited, and I really would love a Ray Park and Ewan McGregor reunion. I think that that would be so sick. So sick, but eh. What are you gonna do? Really, and that's just the breaks of the game. Um, I don't have any dates. Well, I mean, I guess I could talk about that. Uh, Hoodstock is probably going to happen. I need to keep uh, in talks with Parks and Recreation here in in Kane uh, on doing it again, but I think that that is a possibility. Ross is coming with his buddy to do some band stuff, and, uh, you know, I got a few other acts that are willing to be involved, myself, and, uh, you know, Hoodstock was really special. I remember when we first started doing it, it was like the festival of festivals. Everybody was involved, everybody was psyched, and the second one was really fun. And, uh, I think the thing that's going to be different about it for me personally is that, like, I always loved doing the shows and then going back to Marlboro and just throwing a big party. You know? I think that was probably the attraction for me. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, times have changed and, you know, we all move on. But, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll throw a little party in this little apartment trigger my neighbors a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm trying to do that probably August 13th, if anybody's interested. So, August 13th, it's a Saturday. And uh, it's interesting now that I'm going into a complete different game mode when it comes to playing my songs. You know, it's not like it used to be. It used to be me going into shows thinking about my band members but now it's like me just thinking about like focusing on my material and you know focusing on the way I sing the songs I think personally for me I want it to be different you know I don't want it to be you know that Sam from Soda I want it to be that Sam by himself you know those are his songs he really took the time to write them Which is, to find an identity, I think after you've already had an identity, for years even, is a tough thing to do. Because you're just so used to the natural order of things when it comes to, like, how you're going to hone your craft. You know? So, but we'll see. Again, I think that's part of the self-success journey is... Being excited about change. And that sentence has is so strange coming from me because I'm not a person who likes change. It's really not my forte. I'm so used to just being in a routine, but I think I've come to the age of if you stay in a routine too much, you can get stuck. Like when I say in recent podcasts that I got about six, seven years here left. I really mean that. You know, I don't want anyone to get upset. You know, but... I think... change is healthy. And it took me a long time to say that and to actually believe it. But I think change is healthy. You know, especially... I think maybe losing the weight helped me to get there. Losing the weight and changing my life, like saying, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to feel like a slob. And I want to feel good in this body that I have. It's like, and I'm still not done yet. I'm not saying I look tremendous. I'd like to do more and lose more weight and feel better about myself when I look in the mirror, but I think with everything, that takes time. So... You know, I'm glad that with... Especially, like, with the Kenobi series, those guys really took their time to develop something solid. And it came out perfectly. They they waited the perfect amount of time. They were quiet about it. You know, they weren't braggadocio. It was like... The product is what it is, and you know we're really we really got something cool so you know in these next few weeks i'm going to try to get some more stuff together and have some more details about hoodstock and stuff like that for you guys so um be patient with me <laughs> um you know i think in closing I appreciate still having this platform. I know I haven't been on in a couple weeks, like I said in the beginning, and I feel bad about that. But I appreciate you guys holding out for me, the ones who do listen. You know, again, uh, I appreciate it. So, hopefully, again, I can get some more content out this week. This is going to be a big week for content. I just need to get this thing with the DoorDash figured out, so... Um, which is really, you know what I'm telling you, you know what I'm feeling a little bit right now? A little bit of anger. You know, just angry that people can't let other people live. They have to constantly just, money just controls everything. It sucks. It's like, you know, even now with everything that just happened, I'm not really thinking about money. I'm thinking about my state of mind to where i don't want to feel angry i don't want to feel like trash and because i'm the type of person that will carry that that will carry that weight but i'm gonna try to stay positive and you guys should too and that's it and that's that it's monday guys let's rock and roll let's get this week going let's uh let's feel good about ourselves and be good, be cool, be careful. This has been a Why are You Laughing podcast. Stay tuned for next, uh, the next couple of days for another episode and hopefully a guest, and we are clear.